basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate terry and mete what's up guys how's it going so all right in today's episode uh, we're just going to take a look at uh, a recap of the games from the weekend saturday and sunday um we are recording as the monday game is about to start so i guess we'll just take a look at that a little bit and then we'll just move right into just outlooking uh, both of the round three series in the NBA. Um, and then we'll just close it up by previewing both the Tuesday and Wednesday game slate. So um, let's just hop right into it. Uh, let's just start with the game on Saturday night. Uh, it was the Phoenix Suns against the LA Clippers. The Suns beating the Clippers by a score of 84 to 80. Um, this is a pretty low scoring game. Um, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of good defense, but uh, Suns come out on top and take a 3-1 series lead in their series in the Western Conference Finals. So, uh, Nate, I'm just going to start with you here. Um, I guess, what did you like from Phoenix in this game? Um, they were able to kind of, um, I guess, match the Clippers defensively, and I guess they had um, a little bit, um, extra scoring it was still really close like maybe like three a, th- a three score game basically but yeah yeah I think that um, the Clippers are known for their defensive play but I guess Phoenix really showed that they can sort of match them on that like you said um, I guess just looking at the scoring uh, Devin Booker led the Suns with 25 points in this game uh, Paul George led the Clippers with 23 uh, DeAndre Ayton added 22 rebounds to lead the Suns, and Paul George had 16 for the Clippers. Chris Paul led the Suns in assists with seven, and Paul George adding six for the Clippers. So Paul George seemed really prominent in this game. Um, Mattia, I'll just get to you on the Clippers. Um, I guess, do you think, Paul is Paul George being overworked? Are there other players on this team that need to step up? Because they really need something right now. Yeah, um, I don't think Paul George is being overworked, honestly. Uh, I think that there are other players who are stepping up, like Ivica Zubak had a great game. He double-doubled. Um, Reggie Jackson's been great without Kawhi. Uh, so I don't think he's being overworked. He has options that can help him out with uh, scoring-wise. It's just that this game, um, it was just really tough for teams to score as both teams didn't even get 90 points. Yeah, um, I guess if you look at a lot of the field goal percentages, they were quite down on both sides in this game. Um, guys like Paul George and, and others uh, shooting well below uh, 30%, uh, I guess, which is kind of troubling as Paul George is one of those guys that you really need to come through uh, to score. And then um, I guess, Terry, just getting to you, um, just looking at this Suns team, um I know we were talking about before that this team was not uh, as deep as other teams like the Clippers, but um, I guess, are you impressed with the way their bench has played? Um, And I guess, what's your overall outlook for this Suns team? Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Um, Guys like Cameron Payne coming off the bench, and I believe Torrey Craig as well. They're just filling in perfectly when guys like Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, and guys like Devin Booker have to get off for a minute or two and just catch their breath. Um, Cameron Payne's an interesting guy just because of the fact that we remembered him for just his handshakes 
with Russell Westbrook a couple of years ago, but now he's just being a key part of the bench for a long playoff run. Um, outside of that, I mean, they're just doing a good job today. It was just a low-scoring affair, just like the 2000s. Yeah, it really seemed like a retro feel to that game. Uh, tight defense, low offense. Um, you pretty much have to battle for every bucket. So I guess uh, we'll definitely have to see if the Clippers can sort of rebound in game five. But uh, moving to the Sunday game, uh, it was uh, the third game of the series between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Bucks taking the game 113 to 102. Um, just looking at this, the scores here, Chris Middleton led the Bucks 38 points, Trey Young adding 35 for the Hawks. Uh, both uh, Yanis and Clint Capella led their team with 11 rebounds. Um, and then for assists, Drew Holiday led the Bucks with 12, and Kevin Herter uh, led the Hawks with seven. So, um, Mate, this time I'm going to start with you. I'm just looking at the Bucks. Uh, they lost game one, but they've looked like a totally different team since then. Um, I guess what do they need to keep doing? Or sorry, what do they do in this game? What do they need to keep doing, I guess, going forward to win this series? During this game, I noticed that um, Giannis and Middleton were carrying, so it was their show. Uh, Bobby Portis also had a great effort off the bench. But outside of those three, uh, they uh, scoring-wise, their players weren't that great. So you'd hope for guys like Drew Holiday, uh, Brooke Lopez to step up, but it didn't end up costing them this game. Also, their field goal percentage was pretty high. I think it was around... 48%, uh, 46%. No, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. They shot 51% actually from the field. So yeah, their efficiency better. was pretty good. Uh, Two-point shots, but I think their three-point shot and free throw shots need work. But outside of that, they did what needed to be done to win the game. Yeah, I know they did struggle shooting quite a bit in both games one and two. They did come out with the win in game two, but game three, I guess they really showed their dominance. And uh, I guess just getting to you, uh, Terry, on the Hawks, um, we heard about Trey Young getting hurt in this game. He still put up 35 points. This guy's a warrior. He's pretty much just, uh, you know, carrying his team, this team on his back. Um I guess, do the Hawks have any chance going forward if Trey Young, you know, has any type of injury? I know he's probably going to play, but I guess what are their chances of coming out of this series? Um, the chances, they do take a drastic hit just because of the fact that it is Trey Young and he is your centerpiece for this uh, Hawks team. Having said that, I mean, Mente has been preaching this for the past maybe two, maybe even the start of the playoffs. These guys have tremendous depth with guys like Lou Williams, Solomon Hill, uh, Danilo Gallinari, and they're just coming off the bench. And then when you look at the starting five, I mean, they all look tremendous. Um, outside of that, I mean, uh, you're going to hope for guys like Lou Will and maybe even Chris Dunn, for Christ, uh, to step it up and hopefully just keep this a uh, fighting chance for this uh, Hawks team. Yeah, for sure. They definitely going to need some sort of uh, backup scoring there. Um, if anything, um I guess comes out about a serious injury for Trey Young. And then uh, Nate, just getting to you um, on this series, uh, the Bucks started out shaky, but they've looked really strong. I guess um, what can they do to sort of, I guess, improve their, their scoring attack? Cause I know they normally try and filter everything through Yanis. 
Um, do they keep doing that or do they need to switch up their approach, I guess, to sort of win this series? Um, I guess it kind of depends on how Atlanta decides to um, play the Bucks going forward. I guess you could say like if they can't defend it, then why not um, keep going for it? That's kind of like one approach. Um, I guess another approach would be um, if you know that they're expecting the offense to kind of flow through Giannis, maybe you can kind of uh, do more plays through somebody else. Uh, for example, Chris Middleton, which they have been doing um, a lot, I guess a one-two punch with Giannis and Chris Middleton seems to be really effective. Maybe they could run some more plays through Drew Holiday as well. Yeah, I noticed that last game, um, getting it to Middleton, especially when Middleton was shooting really well, it's pretty much hard to defend the Bucs at that point because then you got a good shooter from the outside, got a couple big men on the inside uh, with Yanis and Lopez, especially Yanis because the offense pretty much runs through him at all times. Uh, yeah, so I guess if the Bucs can get that quality shooting from the outside, they're pretty much unstoppable in this series, I think, and they should be able to close it out uh, in either five or six. But let's just move on um, to the Monday game. Um, it starts at 9 p.m. on Monday, uh, the L.A. Clippers at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, this game will probably just be getting underway um, as soon as we finish recording. So let's just take a look at it. Um, the spread is uh, minus five and a half points uh, favoring the Phoenix Suns. So I'll, I'll just go around the room here. Terry, I'll start with you. I guess just who do you like in this game? And I guess if it's the Suns, do you like them to cover? Uh, honestly, it has to go with the Suns. Outside of that, um, I mean, five and a half points seems reasonable. Just with the – actually, maybe it doesn't seem reasonable. Because, I mean, I believe maybe in game two, they just beat the Clips by one point. And I believe maybe in game four, wasn't it? I'm not sure if it was a five-point uh, win or maybe a six-point win, but it was around there. So I'm kind of worried. But outside of that, um, it may seem – how should I summarize this? Uh, actually, take them with five and a half. I feel like – this is a closeout game for the Suns, and then they want to punch their ticket as quick as they can to the NBA Finals. So hit them with six. All right, and um, I'll just jump to you, Nate, this time. Um, I guess uh, who you like to win in this game, and if you like the Suns, do they cover five and a half points? Um, I guess I Kawhi is kind of like the extra boost that the Clippers need, and unfortunately, Kawhi is not uh, available as of right now, so. Probably the Suns, I think, are going to win, but um, the Clippers, they seem to be able to kind of hang with the Suns a little bit. So I think there's a chance that they can cover. Yeah, and um, Mete, just getting to you, I guess, um, who do you like to win in this game? And if you like the Suns, do they cover? All right, so if you think about this logically, it should be Phoenix winning, but... I don't know. It's been a, I think, like Terry was saying, the games have been close in this series. So I think for spread wise, you should go with Clippers. And honestly, I feel like the Clippers could even win this game. Uh, I think they're really underestimated without Ka Kawhi. Like he's a big piece of their team for sure, but they have guys that can step up and um, do what he does. 
well, not like single-handedly, but as a unit, they can uh, cover for Kawhi. Yeah, um, I guess while I was taking a look at this game, um, I just came across an interesting stat. Uh, even though Phoenix is up 3-1 in the series, the Clippers have actually outscored them in the series 403 to 400. So um, I think I'm just going to side with the Clippers um, spread. I think that should be safe to win. I feel like it's going to be another one of those toss-up games because the uh, the Clippers are sort of at the end of their road, so to speak. They're, it's an elimination game. Uh, the Clippers usually play very well in elimination games, even though they are on the road. Um, to win, I think it's pretty much going to be a toss-up, but I think to cover, I definitely like the Clippers um, at plus five and a half. I definitely think this game will be close, as one of you guys mentioned. And yeah, even it, with Kawhi being out of the lineup, we've seen that what this team can do. They're already outscoring the Suns. They're playing better defense than the Suns. They just lost a lot of those toss-up games. So um, I definitely like the Clippers' chances in this game. But um, uh, just moving now to uh, the series outlooks here, uh, just taking a look at the playoff bracket. Yeah, we will start uh, with this series, the Western Conference Finals. Uh, as we spoke of, the Suns are up three to one in this series. Um, this time, Matty, I'm going to start with you. Um, I guess, uh, what was your original series prediction, uh, if you can remember? And I guess, how's that going so far? I'm pretty sure I said Phoenix in six. So for that sake, I also picked the Clippers to win. <laughs> I wanted to go to six games so I can be right. And yeah, I hope it happens. Yeah, I think six games is pretty reasonable. And yeah, uh, might as well keep that prediction going. Uh, Terry, just getting to you, um, I guess, uh, what was your prediction for the series? And I guess, uh, how's it going so far? I had too many variables with it. If Kawhi came back, I think I had them in seven, six, something like that. But if Kawhi stayed out for a series, I think I had Suns in seven. But uh, I might pick the right team, but I think they might too. Not gentlemen sweeping tonight. Yeah, um, I think for the series, I had um, some sort of variable as well. I know if Kawhi was playing, I definitely would have taken the Clippers. I believe I did take the Suns, though. Had them in about six or seven. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm sort of on Mete's side there, you know, thinking the Clippers might actually pull through. Uh, this definitely feels like one of those games, you know, where uh, it's sort of on the line for them. And I, I feel like that they can come through. But uh, Nate, I'll just get to you now. I guess what was your prediction for the series and how's it turning out? Well, to be honest, I kind of forgot what my prediction was. So I'm not quite sure how it's turning out at the moment. But <laughs> um, I guess how it's looking right now, it's kind of like a toss up, like, um, I feel like the Clippers still need Kawhi um, to kind of have a definite edge over the Suns, but we've just seen a game where it was like pretty much just like a three, two or three score difference. And maybe the Clippers could have uh, won and the series would have been tied. So there's still a chance that the Clippers will be able to take maybe one or two more games or, there's a small chance they might be able to beat the Suns, but I'm not really feeling confident about that. Yeah, there's one trend that I really noticed in the series. Uh, you guys might have noticed the same thing. I think Phoenix gets off to really hot starts. Then second half, the Clippers make their adjustments, and then they heavily outscore the Suns. They defend them really well. Um, I think the Clippers need to keep it one or two scores going into halftime 
if they really want to have a chance at winning game five and pretty much any other game in the series, if it keeps going, um, if they let the game get out of hand in the first half, I think, um, I think we can pretty much say it's going to be over in five. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have a thought on that. Um, maybe Terry, or do you have any thoughts on that? Honestly, that uh, trend was spot on. Uh, if they don't make adjustments in this game five, we can easily see a gentleman sweep tonight, as you said. Yeah, and um, I guess, Nate, um, when it comes to uh, the Clippers, um, I guess if they win game five, I don't know, do you see Kawhi possibly coming back for game six, or do you think he's probably not going to play in the series? Um, I'm not really too confident about that. He does have, like, it was an ACL tear, right? Some kind of um, ACL injury, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Clay Thompson did try to come back after like some crazy injury in the NBA Finals versus the Raptors. So there's a chance that he might try, but at the same time, Kawhi has had knee problems for a long time. So it's it's like I could try to win now and then kind of put my future at risk, or I could try to um, try to I guess depend on my teammates, and then maybe in the future I might be able to extend my career a little bit. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be very tough. I think if the series goes six or seven, I think Kawhi will try and get cleared. I'm not 100% he will get cleared, but um, I mean, there's no way he just watches his team go down without a fight. He he wasn't cleared for uh, the Monday game, obviously. Um, and yeah, if the Clippers do somehow pull out a victory, um, I think he'll definitely... Or, whether it's him or the doc the doctors or the coaching staff will definitely have to consider um you know inserting him into the lineup i guess if he's um close to 100 percent or even like close to like a playing percent whether that's like 55 60 percent um and then i guess uh, mete um i guess just any last thoughts uh, on this series how it's going or uh, anticipating what's ahead yeah, um, I will say for the last game that happened, uh, the really low defensive game, like you were saying, Phoenix got off to a hot start. Clippers made a nice comeback in the third. And then the fourth quarter, is like it was a brick fest. It was only uh, Phoenix scoring 15 points, Clippers scoring 14. And then I really liked the way the Phoenix Suns played the last minute or so. I don't know if you guys watch, but uh, so the Clippers were down three most of the time and they were both in the bonus and the Suns would just keep fouling them, not letting them shoot a three to tie the game. So I really like the fact that Monty Williams uh, outsmarted Tyron Lue and uh, won his team the game. That was a amazing um, coaching by Monty Williams. Yeah, I can definitely uh, say that. I know that Tyron Luz received a lot of praise from the media for a lot of his coaching adjustments. I've also been impressed with a lot of the matchups he sort of displayed uh, in this series and in series prior. Um, I guess just finding the right defensive formations, uh, pairing up the, the right guys defensively. Um, yeah, he just seems like one of those coaches that he, if he's down by 10, he's not going to sweat it. He'll just go into the locker room and cook up a plan and then they'll just come out a totally different team. So um, yeah, praise for both coaches is, is definitely um, worth giving. And um, I guess we can just use that to sort of get to the Eastern Conference series here. Uh, Milwaukee is up 2-1 in this series over the Atlanta Hawks. 
Uh, this series is taking quite a shift. Atlanta sort of um, won game one, like they've been doing pretty much every series they've been in. And then Milwaukee comes out game two and just pretty much blows the doors off this team. Um, and then I guess uh, game three was an, another change of events where Milwaukee, they were pretty much just shooting so efficiently. Everything was just going into the, the hoop. And then um, we find out about Trey Young having a possible injury and the series just pretty much took a turn. Uh, Terry, I'll start with you this time. Um, I guess just what was your prediction for the series and how's it turning out? Bucks and maybe six or seven, something like that. Um, the injury, unfortunately, to Trey Young may have sped up uh, that prediction to maybe being a five-game series. But this is a deep box team, and I feel like they won't go down without a fight. Yeah, for sure. Um, I believe I had the Bucks in six, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it is 2-1 right now, so if it goes 2-1 the rest of the way, it should line up. Uh, for the Bucks to win in six, the only issue is, like you said, with the Trey Young injury, it might speed things up. They might be able to close out the next couple, so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. And then, Nate, just getting to you, um, I guess, what was your prediction for this series, and how's it looking? I believe I had the Bucks in seven games because I thought as long as Trey Young is healthy, on as, as long as the Hawks can ha continue to have good shooting nights, they're always going to be in the series, but... With Trey Young out, um, they're really going to depend on everyone to have um, really good shooting. The Hawks have generally had um, good shooting this series, I think. But uh, I guess now it's kind of like you kind of have to figure out how you're going to slow down the Bucks, which is going to be a tall order because Trey Young's not going to be around to kind of, um, I guess, uh, elevate your team. Yeah, <clears throat> assuming Trey Young's in the lineup, um, definitely the Hawks will probably keep every game close. I know we did see a blowout in game two. I don't think we'll see something similar to that again. I think the Hawks should be able to keep up with the Bucks. you know, different coaching adjustments that they can uh, make. Um, and then Mete, just getting to you, I guess, uh, what was your prediction for this series? And I guess, how's it looking? I had the same prediction as Nate. I picked Bucks in seven and... I did that because I wanted to show Hawks some love. Uh, like it's been a surprise that they're this, they made it this far. So I wanted to give them some respect, but with the injury to Trey, it's not looking too good right now with my prediction. Uh, even though I said the Bucks will win, I would like to see the series go longer, but like I said, um, without Trey, it's going to be really hard for the Hawks to win another game. Yeah, I mean, even if he is in the lineup, it's probably going to be difficult if he's not 100% for them to even get a win. Um, you know, we've seen uh, the defense uh, played by guys like Drew Holiday and others um, on him. And, it, you know, uh, it's just been uh, really tough for him. He's still been able to score the points, but, um, you know, battling an injury like that, it's definitely going to make it a lot more difficult for him. Um uh, I guess we can sort of use that into mo uh, to move into uh, the preview for Tuesday. Um, Tuesday's game is featuring both the Bucks and the Hawks. Uh, the spread as of right now is Bucks minus seven points. So, yeah, uh, really heavy favorites here are the Bucks. Um, this time, Nate, I'm going to start with you. Um, Atlanta is home for this game. Um, 
who wins this game? And I guess if the Bucks win, uh, do they cover seven points? I think the Bucks can win. And I guess just looking at some of the projections, um, it looks like it's projected to be a four-point difference with Trey Young in. So it kind of depends on um, whether he's cleared to play or not. But I guess if Trey Young is in, then I think the Hawks can cover, but I don't think the Hawks will be able to cover if he's not in. Yeah, I think that that's definitely something to monitor going in. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll just get to you this time. Um, who wins this game? And I guess if the Bucs win, do they cover seven? Yeah, I'm with Nate here. Uh, I think without Trey, it's going to be hard for the Hawks to cover this game. And with Trey, I think it'll, it can definitely be close. Even if he's not 100%, I feel like just the threat of Trey Young being out there can help out the others get um, open shots. Yeah, um, I guess the Trey Young situation is definitely the biggest thing to monitor for this. Um, Terry, I'll just get to you. Um, I guess in this game, uh, which team do you like? And if the if you like the Bucs, do they cover? I like the Bucs, but I feel like this Hawks crowd may play a factor into the score. Um, I feel like it's going to be within a seven-point game. And uh, someone's going to step up on the Hawks. I just don't know who yet. Yeah, um, I guess just looking um, at the spread, it is seven points. Um, I just want to say this, that uh, when the Hawks won game one, they won it by three points. Uh, when the Bucks have won each of their games, they've been over 10-point wins. So, I mean, um, if I'm taking the Bucs, I'm taking them to win and I'm taking them to cover. Whether Trey Young's in, whether he's out, I just like this Bucks team. They've just been so strong. I mean, they won by more than 10 points on the road. I think they can do it again, this team. Um, well, like we talked about, um, they have to have shooting efficiency, obvious, obviously, because just getting points in the paint is not going to help you win uh, the series. Uh, Chris Middleton was really strong. I guess if we can get a, a better performance from Drew Holiday offensively, I think that this team definitely can, they'll win, but I mean, they should even be able to cover uh, the seven. They've looked very dominant uh, the past couple games, and I think that uh, they'll continue uh, doing that moving forward. And um, I guess we can just sort of move to uh, the Wednesday game. Um, it will be uh, the Suns versus the Clippers, uh, I guess, pending uh, if the Clippers do win uh, game four or sorry, uh, game five, uh, then it will go back to LA for game six. Um, I guess for argument's sake, let's just say the Clippers do win game five. It goes back to LA for game six. Uh, this time, Terry, I'll start with you. Um do the Clippers win at home game six and four, seven, uh, if it's three, two, it's three, two. Well, you guys always bring up variables and if Kawhi does play, who knows, it might go to game seven, but I honestly feel like Kawhi is out for the whole playoffs. Having said that, if they find a way to win Monday's game, they're going to find a way to lose game six. And then, um, Nate, just getting to you, um, I guess Kawhi is probably a, a variable in your mind as well. I guess uh, uh, who wins game six if it gets there? I guess just like Terry said, I'm not really feeling too confident on seeing Kawhi in this in this series. So I guess it, it'll be up to kind of the rest of the team. Um, I guess assuming that maybe they would have enough momentum and maybe the crowd would be um, 
enough in LA to kind of sway it to seven games, but I'd still say that um, the Suns would be able to cover that. And um, Mate, just getting to you, um, I know you did predict uh, Clippers to win game five, so if they do, are they winning game six? Just for my uh, prediction's sake, I'll say they lose this game unless, let's say, um, tonight they win by like 20 or 30 and they play amazing. So then it's kind of hard to tell right now, you know, since we don't know what game five uh, looks like. So if the Clippers have an amazing uh, showing tonight, then honestly, yeah, it could go seven. But if it's a close game, I feel like it's just going to be uh, Suns winning the next game, if not tonight. Yeah, I guess just sort of looking at this game, I mean, if Kawhi Leonard is in the lineup, I don't think he's going to be at a full uh, amount of minutes. I think he will have a minute restriction. I don't think it changes the result, uh, to be honest. I mean, he might get a few buckets here and there if he feels really healthy. But, I mean, for him to sit out this long, I don't know how healthy he is, like Terry said. Um there's pretty much a lot of doubt when it comes to him just even being back in the series, uh, which is why I don't trust him uh, even if he is in the lineup. So uh, if this Clippers team wins game five, they're going to have to win game six pretty much the same way, either on the back of Paul George, get Zubach in there, getting those rebounds. Um, Reggie Jackson, you mentioned, uh, I guess uh, guys like, uh, um, you know, Marcus Morris and others, they they really got to step up. I can see the Clippers winning. Uh, just because, you know, we've, we've talked about their defense. We talked about them outscoring the Suns. They just haven't gotten the breaks. I feel like it could easily be the Clippers 3-1 right now if they had caught some of the breaks. The games have been so close. Uh, so if the Clippers do find a way to win game five, I can definitely see them uh, taking game six. And I do like them um, as uh, they'll probably be home favorites also if they do. So I definitely would like them as home favorites. Um and I think we've pretty much covered uh, everything uh, there is to cover um, between both series, uh, you know, recaps, previews, and so on. Uh, so that's going to be the end of Big Time Basketball. Uh, definitely check us out on Instagram and uh, Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We post picks for the games, post other content. Definitely give us a follow. Give us some likes there. Um, <clears throat> and then for the podcast, um, or on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, like, subscribe, share. Um, for YouTube, hit the bell, get notifications from us, uh, give us a review, all of that good stuff. And uh, thanks, guys, um, for today's uh, recording. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.